You are listening to a podcast from The National. Welcome to The National's Business Extra podcast from our newsroom in Abu Dhabi. I'm Mustafa Al-Rawi, Assistant Editor-in-Chief. Weekly, we provide insight and additional analysis on the biggest business, economic and finance stories affecting us here as well as the wider region and the world. My guest today is Martin Sabah, the Middle East Chief Executive of JC Deco, the global outdoor advertising group. Many would be familiar with the handiwork of JC Deco in this region when flying through airports such as Dubai and Abu Dhabi International, where their advertising displays are prominent. This business can also act as a bellwether for the economy, as well as how consumer and technological trends converge. Martin, thanks for joining us today. Pleasure, Mr. Fawi. Very good. Um, JC Deco has been in the region now for a decade. Um, which is actually not very long when it comes to a company like that investor investment horizons, which can be far longer, twenty years or more. Um, when when you you you've been CEO now of the Middle East operation for two years, has everything gone according to what you expected it to be when you when you first joined the company in this region? Well, uh, it's uh, it's a tricky uh, question to start with. Um, I joined right at the time when uh, all uh, significantly fell down. So. There is no debate that uh, oil in this region is having a very significant uh, impact on the overall economy. And advertising, of course, is very sensitive uh, to the economy. You, you named it early on, Isabel, weather for the, for the general economy. So um, I think you have to, in, in, in your question, I have to differentiate between the short term and the, and the mid term. The short term, no, uh, things did not happen as I planned because the business is tougher than it was, you know, uh, in the in the in the seven first years. So for for sure, the business I inherited is a bit different than the business today, under more under more pressure. So that's a little bit of a no. But yes, in the sense, or even more than yes, in the sense that I realize many more opportunities for the long term than I would have thought at the time. Um, I think this region is uh, very well adapted to the transformation that is happening in our industry. And we are uh, very eager to drive that change. And, and, and people, maybe thanks to the, the current environment, are even more uh, willing to uh, think about changing things. So we have a perfect combination of a technology revolution, which is happening in our business, as well as a requirement for the local authorities to find new business models. And I was referring to uh, a Vision 2030, which is putting more emphasis on uh, public-private partnership. Our business is about public-private partnership. Our business is about investing in infrastructure on behalf of cities. And I think this is extremely appealing uh, to uh, countries like the UAE or, uh, or, or Saudi or Egypt, which was not or maybe a bit less the case three, four years ago. So, you know, long answer to your question, but yes and no. Taking a step back, um, at outdoor advertising, which is essentially the, the most basic part of your business, um, has been around for millennia. Um, you know, going back to ancient times where, you know, people just put their logo or their brand or their message out where everyone could see it. Um, JC Deco, um, the last 50 years or so, has been trying to ev- evolve that business. So now it's anything that is out of the house, right? OOH. So, and there's this term of street furniture. So maybe you can tell me a little bit and to educate the audience a little bit, what does street furniture include? 
So street furniture is a, a business that, that has been invented by the founder of the company um, back in the 60s in, in France, whereby, um, as I said earlier on, it's a little bit of a public-private partnership in the sense that we will finance uh, a service. So the, the most known services that we operate are the bus shelters or the, uh, the free bikes, uh, bicycle systems uh, that we have in Paris, for example. So how does it work? Jesse de would you know, sign a contract with a municipality whereby we would invest in infrastructure. So take a city like Paris, for example. Recently, we changed all the bus shelters. We installed 2,000 smart bus shelters where there is a lot of technology, etc. This is providing a service for the people of Paris, and the Paris municipality is not paying a penny for that. So they benefit from a service free of charge, paid by Jesse Deco, and this service is thereafter financed by advertising. So the, um, the municipality is giving us advertising rights that we have to monetize with our customers. So we're basically taking a long-term commitment, a long-term risk, and we're having short-term revenues uh, to basically uh, recoup our investments. And so, as you mentioned, it's the most basic. It's a PPP yeah. uh, between you and the, the, the particular authority in that city or that country. Um, and, and that's why it needs to be long-term. And, and you've been here for 10 years, and, and actually the market's evolved a little bit. Initially, when you arrived, it was lots of short-term deals that probably suited the local operators better. But now, the most recent deal you signed with the RTA in Dubai, for example, was for 10 years. Yep. Yeah, I think it's uh, it is still uh, mostly uh, mostly shorter because we you know this uh, evolution uh, isn't completely fulfilled in in this region. Um, Saudi is you know a main market for that. Um, in the region here, it would be the same in Egypt. It would be the same in the UAE. So there is room for us to continue that evolution, which in our opinion has to come. I mean, it cannot be uh, it can it cannot be uh, different than you know the way. Uh, Asian cities, Chinese cities, or, or American cities, or European cities are handling their services uh, to the people. Even more at the time when I think uh, uh, budgets, be it governmental or cities' budgets, are under pressure in this region. So there is even more, uh, there is even a stronger case for authorities to look at that uh, PPP model. Now, the, when we talk about um, this region and we talk about some of the, the changes that have been going, it, it, it's a, there's a bigger picture at play here. Essentially, your business is banking on urbanization. It's banking on the success of urbanization. It's been, it's been growing with, with that trend for the last 50 years. And we expect, particularly in emerging markets, for that trend to continue. But it's not a smooth grow trajectory it's up and down so let's say now we're a little bit in a in a downturn but long term we're, we're banking on these audiences growing this urbanization is that particularly strong when you look at the uae the gcc the middle east yes i think it's strong because the uh, there is um, a very uh, strong case for the audience to continue to grow uh, in this region and on top of that uh, the technology is also helping us to better interact and better know the audience. So better interact in the sense that the the displays, which hopefully are going to be installed in, in the streets of, of, of this region in the next five years, are going to provide much better solutions to the brands in terms of quality. Uh, we mentioned quality of lighting, but it, digital is a game changer, provided the authorities require the right digital. 
because in our industry, digital can mean a lot of different things. You can have very cheap digital, which will, I think will be worse than the existing solutions, or state-of-the-art digital, which will be a complete game changer for the advertisers. So you have the technology on the display side, you have the technology on the software side as well. You have to understand that we um, at GCDECO were investing a lot in the software solution, which you wouldn't see in the street, but we're investing in things that we call smart content, uh, dynamic content, so we can, you, you, we can basically change the copy uh, of the advertising message at any time of the day, depending on, you know, whatever weather, um, um, you know, time requirements, is it daytime, is it uh, lunchtime, is it uh, dinner time? I mean, we can do a lot of things, but that requires significant investment. And that is, again, going to transform the relationship we have with the advertisers and the way we interact um, with the brands. And the last point, which is also very important and is a game changer in our industry, is the role that data will play. Because that data will help advertisers to better understand the people they're talking to and make it much more relevant, much more targeted. And we as media owners, uh, we're part of that chain where we have to provide them with the right solution to be more relevant with their customers. And never forget that advertising is a good thing for businesses, be it large enterprises or SMEs. The reason why advertising, as you said, as, and out of home specifically, has been around for millennials is because it's creating more business for for the local uh, for the local entities, the and that's good. The, the flip side of that is that you know with this new technology come other habits. Um, so everyone's walking around with their screens. Um, they're getting bigger. They're getting smaller. They're getting ubiquitous. Um, but it also means that your street furniture, your outdoor advertising displays have competition from the very consumers that you're hoping will be looking at it from the things that they're carrying. So that's a new element to the to the kind of dynamic of how you have to think about you approach your business. Yeah, I think it's a it's a challenge. Um, let's face it the um, the the media pie as such is evolving, and uh, you know there are winners and losers for sure uh, because of the audience and because of what you can deliver uh, to the customers. Uh, some industries or some some media are under more pressure uh, than others. I think out of home. Uh, will continue to gain share because of that combination of the urbanization rate that you mentioned and our capacity to invest in new technology. But for sure, if we don't invest, if we don't you know, change the way we operate, we're going to lose share. Out of home has to continue to evolve to cope with the evolution that is driven by the Google, Facebook, and the likes. But it doesn't have to be at our expense. As long as we continue to invest, and that's why we at GCDECO are spending so much money on research and development, on things like programmatic. Programmatic can happen uh, in our door advertising. We're, we're, we're investing a lot of money in research and development to basically do three things. First, upgrade the quality of our displays, upgrade the quality of our IT structure, the software, which will enable the brands to be much more relevant, and we also invest in our people. So in, in, in the Middle East region, Jesse Deco is still recruiting people in 2017. We're still growing our workforce. We are training them to make them better understand the media, the media platform, and how we can, together with other media, create value for our advertisers. So yes, things are changing, but it, it doesn't mean that we have to go down. So about 45% of your global business is related to transport. 
And so in places like China, you're in the subways and, and, and elsewhere. Uh, you grow with public transport. You go with new transport methods. So we, again, have been a bit stop-start in the UAE and the GCC. Everyone understands that the transport systems are being developed and they're growing. But again, it's not a linear trajectory, right? So even in the local market, Abu Dhabi is supposed to have had a metro by now. It will happen. The question is a matter of when, and, and that could be down the line. In the meantime, we've got all these new technologies like Hyperloop are being tested. Um, RTA in Dubai is talking about flying pilotless helicopters, getting people around. Um, you, you know, Do you look look at these trends? Does, does this come into it, or do you just wait for things to kind of grow as they, as they will? No, we're trying to provide solutions. So, um, I mean, the fact that it's not a linear trajectory, as you say, is not a is not a problem for us because we have that again. We have that long term investment horizon. So, I don't have to deliver results like you know I need to gain three contracts in the next quarter. I don't have that pressure. It's it's more important for me to have the right conversations with the decision makers and understand where they're going and how we can help them deliver better solutions. There will be, uh, for example, a forum with uh, the RTA in September, which uh, Jesse Deco is, is a key partner of, and we will be leading uh, um, a um, basically a discussion which is about making the city smarter. We try to, we try to drive conversations rather than uh, basically being dragged in those conversations. And then if it takes a year more than what we expected, no worries. The, the company has been around for 60 years and will be around for the next 60 years. So that, that's not that's not a, an issue for us. I mean, our listeners might not realize it, but they they probably interact a lot more with Jason Deco than they than they than they initially might think. Uh, definitely in the airports, um, Dubai Airport, for example, where you have a contract for the display advertising there, um, and and that's been ongoing for some time now. Uh, as, Aviation had been growing at a really fast rate over the last few years, and we've seen that growth somewhat tail off a little bit. It's still growing, but not as fast. Um, and so, you know, how does again does it come back to this idea that you're a long-term investor, so the short-term bumps don't worry you? Well, that first, there is no short-term bumps. I mean, it's still. I mean, if you look at the uh, UAE um, aviation platform, be it Abu Dhabi or, or, or Dubai, it's still extremely dynamic. And much more dynamic than you know in most uh, in most of the regions in the world. So on that front, we are we're, we're part of the of the lucky ones, to be honest, and it's clearly supporting our growth. Um, but at the same time, uh, we also take Dubai Airport or Abu Dhabi Airport. We're also bringing new solutions. So we're not we're not counting only on the fact that the aviation will will provide us with more audience. We also on our side invest alongside the uh, aviation authorities to make sure that whatever audience we have, we can have a better solution for the advertisers and therefore better monetize the audience and monetize, monetization of the audience not being a bad world because we ha- when we monetize the audience, it means we deliver a better service to the advertiser as well as to the end customer. That's what advertising has to be about. It's not about advertising. is not about cluttering. It's not about intrusion. It's about uh, you know linking uh, brands and customers to create value. Your recent deal with the RTA was uh, for 10 years. Yes. And uh, you're creating interactive uh, street furniture, as you would call it, you know, these displays that people will see around around town. It plays into the whole idea of Dubai moving forward as a smart city. We hear a lot about smart city, you know, and sometimes people say, does that just mean I get free Wi-Fi? Um, you know, what, what, what will it mean day to day? I mean, what, is, what, do, what do you guys talk about when you talk about a smart city? 
Well, I think the RTA is uh, instrumental in the uh, in the smart city uh, strategy in uh, in Dubai and, and clearly uh, a pioneer in in, in transportation uh, worldwide on 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 this front. Uh, you know, under the the leadership of uh, His Excellency uh, Matal Taya, doing a, a fantastic job on 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 this on those smart city initiatives. So we're lucky to be part to be part of that. Um, what we try to uh, you know what we try to bring is in our field to bring the latest uh, technology and sometimes brainstorm about things that haven't been installed anywhere else in the world. So in, in that case, um, the new contract we signed, we're providing uh, digital displays which are going to deliver local information to the people, be it the residents or the visitors. Um, obviously, the audience of Dubai from a tourism standpoint is growing a lot, as well as the resident uh, audience. So it will deliver services like, you know, Uh, news or, or local information or local vouchers as well as, for example, virtual shopping so you can do shopping on the spot, you can be directed to certain areas, etc. It's, it's basically delivering a local, uh, a local service, you know, um, surrounding area service. So it is called SMART in the sense that it's part of the SMART objectives of RTA to bring more happiness to people and, and to create an integrated way of transportation. So, you know, through those screens, you'll be able to order a taxi, you'll be able to, to know where is the, where is the closest uh, bus, at which time it does arrive, etc. So it's creating more link between the transportation infrastructure or the general environment in Dubai and the people. And I think that that what LTA is doing very well. And it, it seems to me like that somehow has to be symbiotic with your smartphone with your tablet otherwise they will be competing with each other so how do you, these conversations about you know being complementary to what people can do right now so you can order your uber or your kareem or your your rta taxi from your phone so the to have these interactive screens and to bring people the the audience to it it's a new, you have to be quite clever about it i assume so there are two things there the, the first thing is um to this program as well as others, um, RTA is leveraging on its uh, on its role of providing infrastructure. So those uh, devices will be hosting a Wi-Fi, as you say, so providing free Wi-Fi. They will certainly be hosting as well something we call small cells, which is a new generation of uh, telco antennas, which are delivering a new um, or an improved capacity uh, for the mobile operators. Uh, without going into too many details, that's the, f the future. Of, of, of mobile connectivity, uh, small cells specifically with, with 5G. So upstream, the RTA is delivering the infrastructure through this solution and others for people to use their phone, as you say. So again, um, RTA is uh, instrumental in delivering that infrastructure to the people. And then downstream, not all the people have you know, access to their smartphone any time of the day, and not all of them have the relevant content. So, for example, we're working with Dubai Tourism uh, on, on those displays to deliver the right content spot. So maybe you have your, maybe you have your smartphone, you're, you're just next to Dubai Canal, for example. Maybe you have your smartphone with you, but within the smartphone, you wouldn't necessarily have the content that is telling you exactly, look, in the 400-meter ra radius, this is what you can do, this, 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 and that. You wouldn't have access to that information. And on the spot, Dubai Tourism with the RTA through us is providing the relevant information to the people. So almost curating an experience, the experience of being in Dubai or being in that particular location exactly. or seeing that exactly. spot. Exactly.
And to what extent do you, do you get involved in in as a company in helping to create these ideas from from embryo? At what point do you get involved? Is it just is it just delivery, or do you actually have early conversations about what what can be delivered? Um, it's an interesting question. We we try to have, uh, of course, we try to to have early conversations. We try, as I said, to drive um, those changes. Um, we, we have the chance to have a fantastic showroom in the sense that we are operating in 4,200 cities. So people traveling from New York to Paris to London to Shanghai to Tokyo would see our, our, our furniture. So it does create a little bit of curiosity and it's, it's, it's making it easier for us to say, hey, we're Jesse Deco, we can, we can uh, you know, come up with an idea. That does open the door. Uh, but for sure, uh, we need to uh, to show to the people that it's relevant for them, and there are a lot of relevant things in this region that can be done. Now, Jason Decoz, you mentioned you're you're present in many cities around the world. It's a global business. It's listed in France. The revenues three to four billion euros a year. But at its heart, it's still a family business. Your interaction with the sons of the founder, um, who are very much involved in the business day to day, has that essence of that entrepreneurial spirit that started the company 50 years ago. That must make sort of the symbiosis with this region much stronger because this region understands family businesses, it understands that, that, that mentality. Yes, for sure. I think it's, uh, it's key uh, in this region. It's key because uh, this region is a lot about uh, personal relationship. So knowing that you know, people behind the name Jesse Deco are Real people, uh, you know, family-run businesses is very important for, uh, for uh, you know, the, the leadership in, in this region. And on top of that, the, um, Jean-Charles Decaux is the, uh, the, the, the chairman of the company in charge of this region, is very involved locally, comes here three, four times a year, meet with the people, and as, you know, back to your earlier question, twice to anticipate you know, what could happen in this region in the next couple of years. And, and, and the, the people here, I mean, most people have known him for 15 years, and they're always very interested in discussing with him what is happening you know, everywhere else in the world, because he would be sitting in Dubai or in Riyadh, but three days before he was sitting in Shanghai or in, in Sao Paulo. And he would have the same conversation with the mayor of Sao Paulo or the chairman of the RTA. And for them, I think it, we're bringing an extra value of what is happening in the world. And today, the world is, the cities are in a competition. Dubai is competing against Singapore, against Paris, and, 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 and they have to deliver the best services to their people. Martin, you've also been with the company for a, a decade as well, for but mainly uh, in Paris, two years, as we mentioned here. Um, and even before that, your background's investment banking in M&A. Um, you had a degree in corporate finance. Uh, it, I think people have this image of, of anyone in advertising as a Don Draper, Mad Men style, creative, uh, you know, individual. But it, it, it takes all, all kinds of disciplines to, to make advertising a success. Yeah, I think, uh, look... Um there are a lot of different profiles in uh, in advertising, and uh, and at the end of the day, advertising is a relatively um, easy business where uh, you have to provide 
um, the right service to your to your customer, the right interaction with uh, with with the audience. Um, so my my corporate slash investment banking uh, background helped me to understand the different uh, businesses because I've been through uh, a lot of different businesses. But then I learned uh, on 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 the spot to be honest, and I've been lucky enough to work closely with the Docker Brothers for a couple of years in my uh, investor uh, relation job. That uh, helped me a lot to understand the drivers of uh, of this business. And uh, again, um, it's all. I think this business is all about the passion of creating new services for 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 the cities, and this is something uh, easy to understand as as a user. Because at the end of the day, I'm myself a user of the service. Uh, you know, a very easy example is um, the the bike system that we introduced uh, in Europe, and where today we operate 25,000 bikes in Paris. When I was living in Paris. That changed my life. That changed the way I was uh, using transportation in Paris. I n- almost no longer took the tube. I got rid of my car and took, took the bike every day. So I had the benefit of being part of the company, introducing it, and at the same time being a consumer. So that made it uh, you know, much, uh, much easier to understand the trends. And you're, you're at heart a deal maker, I think, still. Maybe even a risk taker. I mean, they gave you how long to, to make up your mind about <laughs> taking the CEO job in the Middle East? A few hours. A few hours. And yes. you knew, but you knew, that's it. I'm going to go for it, right? Yeah. And, and Yeah, because it was, uh, I trusted them as much as they trusted me. So it was a good, um, it was a no-brainer, to be honest. And, and that comes into the culture of, of the business. Uh, you feel secure in the vision of, of the business, um, that it thinks long-term. So, you know, you can think long-term, whatever happens in my stint in, and I'm putting words in your mouth, whatever happens in my stint as CEO of the Middle East, long-term, I know I'm going to be okay. Is, is that sort of the mentality that you adopt? Well, not me, because believe me, I have a daily pressure <laughs> and daily calls to know how the business is performing. But I know that the long-term vision and the long-term positioning of our company is right. So that that helps me offset the short-term pressure of delivering results, which I have. I mean, uh, you know, we are listed, uh, we're listed business, and 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 they wouldn't be so successful if they were not so sharp on 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 day day-to-day operations. But I have confidence in the sense that I know that the long-term um, value that we could bring to cities and to advertisers is right, even though. As you say, technology is evolving. There is more pressure from the, the internet players, etc. But we have the right solution. Martin Sabah, Chief Executive of JC Deco Middle East. Thanks for being with us. My pleasure, Mr. Tanvay. You can read more about Martin Sabah and JC Deco in my article in print and online. And remember, for fuller coverage, you can also read, watch and listen on www.thenational.ae. Thank you all for listening. Subscribe to this and our other shows on iTunes. I'm Mustafa Al-Rawi. Join us again next week.